0: So I'm going to give you a little introduction. We are in the middle of a a series called The Holy Spirit. Wonderful, not weird. Right? Wonderful, not weird. So, um... We started this in March. It was on our hearts to do for a long time. We've been reading books. We've been praying. We've been seeking God. And I feel like he's been very faithful in speaking to us about who he is, what he wants to do, what fruit comes from a lifestyle of living and walking out with the Holy Spirit. I have been stretched and matured in ways that are comfortable and not comfortable. And I'm embracing it. And I'm loving it. And I love when God stretches me because that means he's still pouring into me. And that means I'm still pliable. And I'm still open. So... I hope you are in that same place. It's not always fun, um, and I often find tears and in, in knees and, "Why, you're ow!" And then I get up and I'm like, "I feel better now." That you just like after you get a spanking, and then you get up and you're like, "Okay, I'm better now. I'm gonna behave." So we're gonna talk about two different words tonight. Everybody say "sealed" and "pledge." I've had this scripture on my heart for like two months. It was. This is the message that I wanted to preach last time I preached. And God was like, no, you're preaching on the affection of the Holy Spirit. And I was like, yay, I like that one better. And so then I was praying about what to preach this time. And he's like, remember that other message? And I'm like, yes. And he's like, that's what you're preaching. Awesome. I'm glad he knows what I'm doing. So it's the scripture in Ephesians 1. So if you want to turn there, we'll also have it on the screen. Um, but sealed and pledged. So the Bible says that we have been sealed in him and that the Holy Spirit has been given to us as a pledge. We've been sealed by God to establish ownership. And we have been given a pledge of inheritance and promise. Isn't that awesome? We've been given a pledge of inheritance and promise. Amen. So Ephesians 1, um, we're going to read Ephesians 1, 3 through 14. We're going to start with 1, 3 through 12. And it's a lot of text, but here's why we're going to read it. It's going to kind of give us a little bit of history. Um, and then when we get to 13 and 14, those are like our meat and potatoes where we're going today. Okay. So Ephesians 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless, thank you, Jesus, before him, in love, He predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself according to the kind intention of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, which he freely bestowed on us in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished on us. In all wisdom and insight, he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his kind intention which he purposed in him with a view to an administration suitable to the fulness of the times that is the summing up of all things in christ things in the heavens and things on the earth in him also we have obtained an inheritance having been predestined according to his purpose who works for all things after the counsel of his will to the end that he who were The first to hope in Christ would be the praise of his glory. There is so much goodness in there. Did you catch the little pieces? Let me just recap. Blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. He chose us before the foundation of the world. We've all played kickball or whatever game and you didn't get picked. That's an awful feeling. And that's just a little game. We don't get chosen for lots of things in life, and it doesn't feel good. But God chose us before the very foundation of the earth. Isn't that awesome? Because he chose us, we are holy and blameless before him. I love this part. In love, he determined in advance to adopt us. Not because of obligation, not because he had to, not because, you know, the Father God said, in love, he chose us. He freely bestowed on us kindness and grace. We have redemption because he paid the price with his blood, right? We have forgiveness of sins. Do we not take that for granted, you guys, as Christians? We just take that for granted. We, He bought us. He purchased us with his very blood. And I think sometimes Mark always says that repentance is a gift. It's a gift. I did not like to say I was sorry growing up. You, you maybe not. Maybe you were like, I'm sorry. I hated it. I would, Ugh. my mom would say, say you're sorry. And I'd be like, I'm sorry. Kara, say you're sorry. Calling him sorry. It was this process. My mom's like, you got to get better at this. And I was sorry. It was just a pride issue. It was just, I wanted my way. And as I've gotten older, the Lord's had to work on me. And now I'm like, Lord, I'm sorry. <laughs> I love to apologize. I love to come to the Lord. I love to come to my kids. I've been apologizing to them since they were like one years old. I'm sorry. Mommy wasn't very kind. I'm sorry. Please forgive me, right? Because we all make mistakes. It's a beautiful thing, forgiveness. In him, we have obtained an inheritance. Most of us don't really have an inheritance to leave or to get. We just really don't. Sometimes you might get... You know, an item. Sometimes you might get something from the estate, but a lot of us don't really get things from our parents or our grandparents. It's just not there to have. But with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, we have everything that is His is ours. Isn't that amazing? Are you guys awake out there? Okay. All right, so here we go. Meat and potatoes right here. Ephesians 1 13 and 14. In Him you also. So after that huge, long paragraph that Paul is telling the saints in Ephesus, all of those things, forgiveness, redemption of sin, you get inheritance, you have all this stuff. After all that, you also in him, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise. Verse 14, who is given as a pledge of our inheritance with a view to the redemption of God's own possession to the praise of his glory. So I love this. Let's talk about this. So there's two things here, sealed and pledged. Those are our two words tonight, right? Okay. So verse 13, you were sealed in him with the Holy spirit of promise. So we are sealed with the Holy spirit. So let's just think about that. Do we, do we understand what that means? We were sealed with the Holy spirit of promise. Okay. The second part we're going to dive into is who is given as a pledge. The Holy Spirit is given as a pledge to our inheritance. So it's ours, but there's this pledge. And this pledge is described as the Holy Spirit. And he's just described as our pledge. Okay? So let's talk about sealed. To be sealed in the Greek means it's a stamp, like a signet or a private mark, for security or preservation to set a seal upon or to mark with a seal. So a seal is not meant to be broken until the right time. If you lick a letter, right, and you just set it on the table, and somebody walks by and just opens it, and you're like, "Whoa, wait, that was supposed to go to Annie. That was supposed to go to the mortgage company or whatever. You don't want somebody to just walk by and open it. It's sealed with a purpose for a specific destination and time, right? okay. Um, in biblical times, a seal was a guarantee. They had the signet rings, which I think are so cool, right? And it had that stamp. And the only person that had that stamp was the king or the ruler or the official. And if you got a letter and it had that on there, dun-dun-dun, that is stinking important, right? Or it could be, it could be not dun dun don. It could be yay. But it's important, right? So... Um, what comes with the seal? When you get something with a seal, it comes with authority. When it says the Holy Spirit is our seal, he has sealed us. That is speaking to God's authority. He had the Holy Spirit seal us. That's pretty awesome. So we're going to keep reading. We've got lots of scriptures. We have lots of scriptures to go through. So... Um, According to this passage, passage, the seal of the Holy Spirit takes place when. Let's go ahead and read again. In Him, you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in Him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. So, when does it say that we were sealed? When we heard the gospel, right? So, the point of salvation. When we got saved, we heard the gospel and we agreed and said yes. At that very moment, we were sealed. With the Holy Spirit. Did you know that? Isn't that awesome? I love that. So, why do we need to be sealed by the Holy Spirit? Being sealed by the Holy Spirit indicates authority and approval. Esther three twelve. And I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but it's talking about the king scribes and they're summoning Haman and all the kings. Um, people and the governors and each province and all the princes of all these people and all this thing according to each language written in the name of the king and sealed with the king's signet ring. So this went out it showed it had been sealed it came from an authority. It came from the king the owner has put his stamp on it right and it went out to all these people it's like saying I the sealer agree and approve that everything that's written on this everything that is contained in this I agree with. I give that authority. So if God gave us the Holy Spirit to seal us, he's saying, I, God, give you everything that I have. You can mark my word. It's yours. Is that powerful? A seal indicates um, indicates identity and ownership. Song of Solomon 8.6 says, Put me like a seal over your heart, like a seal over your heart on your arm. I love this vision. A seal on my heart and a seal on my arm. Like, I am wearing it. I, I am bound to this. It is on me. It's on my heart. It is like a flag to everyone saying, this is what I live by. It speaks to being unavailable to outsiders and intruders. When you're sealed by the Holy Spirit, there's that ownership and identity. I belong to God. I've been sealed by the Holy Spirit. I'm not available for the enemy. I'm not available for all this other stuff. I belong to him. He has sealed me. I wear him. He is on my heart. The seal says, I am taken. I am accounted for. I am chosen. Speaks to identity and ownership. The verses after that talk about things like, For love is as strong as death. Many waters cannot quench love, nor will rivers overflow it. If a man were to give all the riches of his house for love, It would be utterly despised. It's very dramatic. He sealed us with the Holy Spirit. We are sealed by his love. Another reason to be sealed, a seal protects against tampering. Matthew 27, 65-66. Pilate said to them, You have a guard. Go. Make it as secure as you know how. And they went and made the grave secure, and along with the guard, they set a seal on the stone. We can all think about what's going on here, right? We don't have to rehash the whole story. Okay, so there's the tomb. They put Jesus in there. He's saying you have to put a seal on the stone. Why did he do that? From what we know, there was a huge stone. They rolled it. He wanted a seal on there because if the seal was broken, then it means that somebody went in there. It was tampered with. He was saying we need proof that it is not tampered with. That's what the seal was for. Romans 8:13 For if you live according to the flesh you will die but by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body you will live. When we have the Holy Spirit, we live. It's like saying you can't tamper with me. I'm sealed. If you tamper with me, my God is going to know. I'm sealed. I'm done. I'm I'm accounted for. I'm protected. It's a great reason to be sealed by the Holy Spirit. The last reason we're going to talk about today, the Holy Spirit serves as a mark that we truly belong to Christ. Romans 8:16. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. I love that. Spirit to spirit. I love deep calls unto deep, right? We get to talk to God. He is ours, we are his. This is saying the Spirit Himself is witness with our spirit that we belong to God. I don't care who comes and says, You're not you don't belong to God, who are you? I don't care what they say. I'm I'm his and he is mine. He sealed me. I have his name across my heart. Your words don't hurt me, sticks and stones, right? I am a child of God. I have been sealed by the Holy Spirit. Romans eight, nine through ten. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If, in fact, the Spirit of God dwells in you, anyone who do, does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, the Spirit of life, be, uh, because of righteousness. So that is basically saying, when you have the Spirit in you, you belong to Christ. You are sealed. It's, it's a bond that is linking you to Jesus and the Father, right? First Corinthians six nineteen through 20 or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you, um, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. We were bought and purchased with the precious blood of Jesus. Let's not forget who, who we were bought by. Let's not forget we were sealed by the Holy Spirit for purpose. Let's not forget the name in which we walk forward in. Right? The Holy Spirit is evidence or proof that we are his. He is the evidence and the proof that we belong to Jesus. The seal of the Holy Spirit offers each of us a wonderful glimpse of God that we get through salvation. And remember, that sealing happens when we come to Christ, when we get saved, right? We are given a guarantee. Another word for that in the Old Testament, was talks about, is the guarantee uh, when you're sealed is like a guarantee. A beautiful exchange of our ownership for his. What a trade, man. I give my life, my little boring, sinless (laughs) life, and I get him. I get him. I get his inheritance. I get his peace. I get his joy. There's so many. I get that. You get that. That's available. It's a trade. All right. That was sealed. We got sealed? Okay. Okay. The other word that we're going to talk about tonight is pledge. I'm going to go back and read the scripture. Where did it go? Uh, 13 and 14. So the second part, verse 14. Who is given as a pledge. So we're talking about the Holy Spirit. Who is given as a pledge of our inheritance with a view to the redemption of God's own possession to the praise of his glory. So a pledge comes before of our inheritance to a view looking forward to the redemption of God's own possession. Okay? Everybody say pledge. Pledge. Another word for pledge is earnest. Do we automatically think mortgage? Earnest money, right? They go together. Okay. Um, the Greek word here is um, an earnest or a pledge is a thing intended or regarded as a sign or promise of something to come. So it hasn't yet come, And it's not time for it to come, so somebody's going to pledge or they're going to earnest because it is going to come, but it's not here yet. Something of value given by the buyer to a seller as a token to bind an agreement. A sign of a promise or of what is to come. When you give earnest money, you are committing to the thing that you're purchasing, right? You're putting earnest money down. I really want this. I'm serious. Putting my money where my mouth is. That's here. That's the earnest. That's the pledge. The Holy Spirit invested in us is God's title to possessing us entirely and forever. This is my favorite. I'm going to say this again. This is my favorite. The Holy Spirit invested in us is God's title to possessing us entirely and forever. Forever. He is our pledge. The part of the purchase of the money or the property given in advance is a security for the rest. The rest is coming, but it's it's the before part. The gift of the Spirit to believers is like a down payment on our heavenly inheritance, which Christ has promised us, and he already secured it, right? When did he do that? When he died for us, and he purchased us. He already secured it. So a little simple, tangible example. When we booked our vacation... We're like, we're going on a vacation to Mexico, and it all sounded great. And we're like, okay. And I'm thinking, I hope it really happens. But we were like, we're going on a trip, we're going on a trip. Until we got on the computer and logged in and found the place and put our money down. Then I was like, Yeah, we're going on vacation. We did a couple installments. We got it locked and loaded, and then we're, like, doing the vacation dance, right? We're like, oh, yeah, going to Mexico. It was becoming real. But I'm telling you, for me, that earnest that it's really happening is when I got to print my boarding pass the day before. Then I was like, it's for real. We are going to Mexico. So the Holy Spirit is like our pledge. We are going to heaven. The Bible is very clear. If you give your life to him, you are going to live eternally with him, right? Do we believe that? Have we read that? yes our pledge that god has given us is the holy spirit he is our pledge he is right we've been learning he is the holy spirit is many many things but one of the things he is is he, are, he is our pledge of what is to come we are not yet in heaven we are not yet with him but we know we are going to be and he has given us the holy spirit as our earnest as our pledge does that make sense So who gave us the Holy Spirit as this pledge? God did, right? We let's uh, read Second Corinthians one, twenty through twenty-two. For as many of us, for as many as are the promises of God, in Him they are yes. Therefore also through Him is our Amen to the glory of God through us. Now He establishes us with you in Christ, and anointed us is God, who also sealed us and gave us the Spirit in our hearts as a pledge. So here it is again. He sealed us and gave us the spirit in our hearts as our pledge. We're going to Mexico, baby. We're going to heaven, baby. We got the Holy Spirit. He has sealed us. He is our pledge. Ephesians 4:30 says, "Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption." There is a day of redemption coming when we will meet our Savior, we will meet the lover of our soul because the Holy Spirit sealed us. 2 Corinthians 5.5 5. Now he who prepared for us this very purpose is God who gave us to the Spirit as a pledge. So he will perfect what he has begun. We will live eternally with God in heaven and he has sent the Spirit as a pledge. I was very surprised. I love those two, the two scriptures in Ephesians that we were talking about, verses 1. Or 13 and 14 in chapter one, I did not realize that it was repeated. I love that about scripture because I'll find something and I'm like, oh, that just resonates. I love that. That's exactly what God has been like speaking to me or breathing in me, or I've been kind of hearing this theme in my life. And then I start digging in and reading, I'm like, oh it's, and, oh, it's there, and oh, it's there, and it's over there, and I didn't realize it was there. It's all throughout the Bible. He has sent His Holy Spirit to seal us, and He is our pledge for our inheritance. Romans 8:23, And not only this, but we also ourselves, having the first fruits of the Spirit, even ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting eagerly for our adoption as sons, the redemption of our body. So just as the first fruits of a harvest are of the pledge of the crop to come, the Holy Spirit is the pledge of our full adoption as God's children. Are we getting this? What are the words? Sealed and pledge. I think the Holy Spirit, those aren't the words that we think of. We think of all these other things that the Holy Spirit is. But there's value in understanding who we are, where we're going, that we have an inheritance. I think we like to be humble and we're like, oh, you know, okay. No, we have the King of Kings who's like, you're mine, you're mine, you're mine. He has given us everything. And not that we need to boast about it, but we are his. We need to know who we are and what he's done for us, right? All right, I have more scriptures. I'm not going to read through them all. Romans 8:14 through 17. Uh, the end of that says, The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. Galatians 4, 1 through 7. I like this one also. It talks about being a slave. Although he... he, he, I'm just going to read it. I'm sorry. Now I say, as 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 long as the heir is a child, he does not differ at all from a slave, although he is the owner of everything. But he is under guardians and managers until the date set by the father. So also we, while we were children, we held in bondage under the element things of the world. But when the fullness of the time came, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, so that he might redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. Because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Therefore, you no longer are a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. Isn't that awesome? So I want us to know We are heir to the king. We are joint heirs with Christ. This world constantly beats us down. You're not good enough. You're not this enough. You don't make enough money. You don't reach out enough. You don't serve enough. You you don't volunteer enough. You're not enough. You're not enough. It comes through Instagram. It comes through Facebook. It comes through the TV. It comes through coworkers. It comes through ourselves. It's just constant. That is not who we are. We have to take a stand. And we have to center ourselves in Christ and go, you know what? I am a child of the Most High. His love is written on my heart. I'm going to wear it like a badge. Right? And as we walk it out and as we serve Him, the fruit that we've been talking about the last several weeks, that fruit that's not so fun to earn, the patience. Have you ever prayed for patience? And you're like, Lord, I just want to be more patient. And then he gives you opportunities that week to be patient. And you're like, oh, I thought he was just going to give it to me. I didn't realize I was going to have to, you know, work, walk it out and be patient. Right? All of that fruit, when we walk with the Holy Spirit, we know who we are in Christ. We know that we're sealed. We know who our pledge is. The fruit just falls. Because we know who we are. We're walking with him. We're in step with him. We're not constantly trying to catch up. We're not looking back like, hey, Holy Spirit, are you coming? We are in step with him, in sync with him. And when we sin and when we fall, we repent, we get up, and we know who we are. And so that's my prayer for each of us, for myself, for my kids, for our our church, that we can stand tall not in who we are, but in who he is. And then as we begin to minister to people, as we begin to love on our families, that begins to come out because they're like, there's something different about you you carry like this confidence, but it's not this arrogance, it's not this control, it's this love and this grace and this kindness and it just it just comes out of you. How does that happen, friends? when we know who we are in Christ, when we understand that we have the inheritance of the King and the Holy Spirit is our pledge. That's our promise. That's our guarantee. Cash that baby in. There's nothing better than like having a Groupon or something. And you go to Redeem it, and you're like, ching Cash that baby in. The Holy Spirit is our pledge. He is our guarantee. And I don't know about you, but that makes me fall in love with him all the more. I'm like, how cool, the Holy Spirit, all of these things that we've been learning about him, all these things that he does. What a cool role for him, right, to be like, I get to be the pledge, I get to be the one that seals it. I sealed the deal. I was the closer, right? That's pretty awesome.